The following is an archive podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled The Nashville Sound. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. I'm black, but I feel like black Flanders. I got Welcome to the only podcast that's all about the Nashville sound, the sweet melodies of country music past and present. So strap in, take a seat next to me, filibuster G tycoon, as we soak up the deep fried sights and sounds of Music City, USA. We're just uh, driving here through Nashville. Oh, I'd like to introduce my, my guest to you though, if you don't mind. Uh, I got with me a young, Young kid out of, uh, well, it doesn't matter where he's from, uh, Kid Simpson. How you doing? Well, uh, hello, sir. How you doing? Uh, my name's Kid Simpson out of uh, Ithaca, New York, actually. Boy, howdy. I bet they got some cowboys up there. Yes, they do. They got big ranches. They got cowboys. They got dusty old streets with big old tumbleweed going by them. And a couple, you know, $38,000 semester colleges surrounding that. Hoo-wee! Here we also got uh, esteemed country music producer Mud Phillips. Mud, how you doing? Oh, you know me, filibuster. I'm always doing well. I'm always happy to be cruising around down Honky Tonk Row. A couple of fellas just talk about good old days of music, past, present, future. Now, some of our listeners may already know this, even though this is the first episode of the podcast. Um, I made my money in oil. You know, t- black gold. Texas tea. I mean, we're just uh, going straight to that. Money, right, well. black money, black old black money. You. Uh, but uh, you know, I've <laughs> always been a big fan of country music, and now that I've retired from my father's oil company at the ripe old age of 32, I've decided to give back to the community that I love so much. So I've got the podcast. I've got uh, about six or seven venues around this here Nashville. Uh, buying up a couple of labels, and I'm hoping to sort of uh, monopolize this town the way I monopolized all the oil. Well, you picked the the best part to do it, going down here honky tonk row, and I'm just seeing all these great establishments and and dives and just places you well you go down this street, you know that Waylon was here, Hank was here, Glenn was here, Johnny was here, just slugging and fucking all around Nashville. And don't forget Mr. Dudley. I can't forget. That's where we're headed, right, fellers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're on the road right now. We're uh, headed to the outskirts of town. We're going to, uh, I must say it's sad, but uh, the funeral of Mr. Dave Dudley. He well, died I can't say the legend himself. Sad. The legend himself. I can't say it's that sad. I mean, we all agreed what we're going to do when we're getting there. We're going to rough up the corpse, right? All right, well, we'll get to that. We're going to be headed to uh, the legend, the great Dave Dudley. God rest his soul. Um, he was a legend of the music and uh, the genre. He was a pioneer in many uh, ways, and I was I was lucky to know him. As you know, uh, I'm Mud Phillips. I'm a record producer. I'm the owner of uh, Toad Strangler Records. It's been around in this town for about a hundred years. Um, I started it in about 1916, and we've worked with basically all the legends that's come out of this town and from uh, all how over. How old were you when you started that? I was about doing the math here in my head. 30, 31 years old when I created that first. All right, uh, you, you're you're adventure. telling me you're one hundred and thirty four years old. You look great. 
You look great. I appreciate that, partner. Now, Mud, did you ever produce a record for, for Dave Dudley? Oh, of course. Dave Dudley, he did about, uh, I believe, 200 albums uh, in his time. And I was lucky to... He was the Stephen King of country music. Well said. I, w- I would say I worked with him uh, many times, uh, not not just in my studio, but many other studios around the country. Because he I would drive some from some of the bars too. If you ask me, he would drive from San Diego to Portsmouth, Massachusetts, and uh, you know the whole time he was drinking a beer. And uh, you never met anyone like Dave. He uh, he's a real character. He had many stories. They all involved trucking, um, drinking beer. Uh, trucking, uh, doing, you know, methamphetamines. Christmas. A lot of Christmas. Well, he had, a, he, a, he had a German Christmas album, and uh, yeah. which we recorded here, of course. And, uh, you know, we worked with a lot. There's a lot of, you know, you name them, I probably worked with them. You know, big hits I recorded right here in Nashville in my studios at Toad Strangler. And, uh, I mean, you know, just name it Sonny Lee Dalton, Cowboys Never Cry. That's a classic. I lost my heart in Indiana by Sam Hill. Uh, you know, Lenny Slimefish stinking up the place. That's a, that's a <laughs> hit right there. Uh, Mud, I got I, I heard a little rumor about Dave, and this is part of why he was. I wanted to see what you sure. said on it because uh, I think it was uh, I think it was old Spitty. It was okay. old, old old Spitty Burnout there at Parlor Records, at the mm-hmm. the studio over there. Now he told me this story about Dave, and you worked with him a lot. He he told me that he would break into studios, two three a.m. right, and just as when people were coming into work at around eight or nine, he'd go out the back door screaming with all these things, and he had done an illegal album in the middle of the night. Is that is that something that that you, that you ever had to deal with, Dave? Well, Dave was a little bit of an outlaw, as you know. He uh he never had a CDL, and uh. Every truck he drove was illegal, and um, he still had about, I would say, 17 million miles under his belt, and uh, he was known to, to do sort of roguelike albums, outlaw albums, and Dave was, uh, well, he was a character, and um, we're going to miss him, but we can talk about him more, but we're here to also talk about the sights, the sounds, the well, history of I, this place. I heard that in his later days, uh, Dave Dudley... He had a Windows computer, but he illegally downloaded a Garage Band, and he recorded one of his albums in a bootleg copy of Garage Band. Uh, I believe that's true. He also sang into a tin can, a literal <laughs> tin can for the album. No, it's an old saying, but he literally did it. I believe it was actually a beer can. It was a USB beer can. Plugged it right into the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, fellers, my, my publicist is kind of uh, texting me here, making sure. Uh, I never actually formally introduced myself. Do you mind? Go right ahead. Oh, by all means, you're you're one of the young and upcoming stars here, and uh, we're happy to have you. Now, my name is uh, Kid Simpson. I go by Kid. Uh, I, I am a kind of folk singer up there, and uh, I've released two albums so far. I, I basically, uh, my business models, I play South by Southwest once a year. Everyone wants to see me because it's Texas. Uh, I'm wearing a cowboy hat. And so usually at South by Southwest, I make about $100,000. And then I go home and I write more stuff. I write some songs about now, cowboy kid, they're, stuff. They're, kid, they're, they're jipping you there, I'll tell you that, buddy. 
Well, you know, I'm just a humble man. $100,000. You know, if my daddy that's could Trump see me now. That's Nashville, I'll tell you that. Well, that's right. I'm sure prices here are, are insane. to get. A, that's uh, what I make for wings. one vial of oil. Now, I, when I go home after I get my $100,000 in a clean-cut check, I go and write more songs about cowboy stuff, like chili or dusty shirts, women with little guns they pull out of their unmentionables, uh... Aiming a six-shooter to pig's head. I write a song about that. Not wiping your mouth when you eat. Making friends with a bandito. Sleeping under the stars. And lowering yourself into a well in order to take a bath. Uh, Getting hanged for violently killing a woman. There's about 100,000 country songs about that. About fantasizing about killing a woman for some reason. And then being slightly remorseful about it as you get hung. (laughs) There's a, there, I, I don't know what it is, but there are a lot of songs about that. And uh, drinking so hard that the town names you mayor. I've cut two records here for Sun Records. Um, you know, back all the Rolling Plains and the Green Ranch. It's the Sun. Ithaca, the studio's the Sun. That's not the record. Oh, okay. Well, I no, got the records. Go ahead, I Sun. I believe they had a label. That's where I hang my hat, Ithaca, New York. Thank you, fellas. Now, boy, those honky-tonks in Ithaca, New York, must have been something, huh? Hooey! They, they, they can get a little rowdy at times. I bet, but I bet a what? young fella like you got some stories. Well, I'm sure. At one night, the bar stayed open past 11, and the sheriff drove by and kindly reminded everyone to go home, and we did. They went all went back to the dorm room at their uh, now, expensive I'm not, college? I'm not certain, but what kind of business does a Yank have call himself a cowboy? Well, I, I, you know, as I am a, a Yank, you got to realize I'm not a kind of New York City type of fella. Yeah, I've been there a lot, about once every two weeks or so. But to me, the wild plains of Ithaca is just as country as the cattle trails in Montana or the dusty plains in Armadillo. You can't be too far off from them Buffalo Bills up there in Ithaca. That's right. We got a Buffalo Bills. We got a Buffalo Wild Wings. We got, you know, a Hooters. We got all the staples of great kind of a countries. A hooting and a hollering over at the Hooters? Mm-hmm. My grandpa had a spittoon in his house. We couldn't use it, but he had one. My grandpa, you know, is my, my dad got into the oil business, but it was my grandpa who came from nothing. He played the jug in the Hooters house band. He really had to work for Everlast Nickel and provide for my father so that he could start a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. And, and, and since he's your grandfather, who I also is assume <laughs> is alive, <laughs> I would assume he'd be about 212 years old at this point, right? Oh, yeah. My family's still alive going back six or seven generations. I mean, those tycoons are tough. Yeah, Methuselah tycoon. Yeah, he's about a- 6,000 years old. You got Agumemnon Tycoon. Uh, Methuselah New God. Well, uh, <laughs> That's I'll what's tell up. you what. I used to do a, a good amount of business back in the 1950s with Vegeta Tycoon, and he was a stand-up gentleman. And uh, he uh, like he funded uh, a lot of different uh, records and uh, singles. You know, Joe, B- Joe Bobby Freeman, Horses and Divorces. You got Monroe DeWitt, Saying Goodbye to a Lady Ain't the Best. <laughs> You got uh, Rootin' Around the Dickens by Jimmy Pig Shit Reeves. Oh, then the 1960s, 1960s rolled around. He had Bud Tempson with his big hit called uh, Vietnam is Going On. 
<laughs> oh, I, I remember that old Bud Tempson song of of getting put to death for tipping my hat too salaciously at a lady. It was a simpler time back then. Simpler times. You had Ringo Squirt shooting up like hell. And that was, uh, you know, a matter of fact, uh, he died of overdosing from uh, heroin. And, uh, you know, everyone assumed he was shooting up like a, like a cowboy would. But uh, it, was, it was the drugs. But uh, It's a different kind of horse that he was riding. Well, I mean, you also had uh, Ain't No Lady Like Cocaine by Crab Kincaid. And uh, he also died of overdosing. And, uh, On what? I'm not certain, actually. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Might have been all that whiskey. There's a uh, beer can bonanza by Tommy Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. It was just a knee slapper, you know, just bounced around. That would really get you moving. And uh, another another one around the 1960s, and it, I think maybe late 70s, or I mean mid, early 70s, he was a, a real big, too, because Vietnam was so gone. You had Uncle Sam Thompson, and he had the, his real big takeoff hit. Three or quarter here. It was uh, the United States of the USA, and that was... Uh, just a real patriotic time. It was a really good time to be around here, and really felt like an American. And, yeah, uh, I remember the brief time, and probably like 1985 to about 1988, where every single song was like inexplicably about a guy who died uh, working on a, a a dam or a dock or something like working that. Working on a dam, a dock, or a oil yeah. rig. Yeah. You know, you had the Canadians, the oil fields, all that. They uh, they come down here and record too. So, now, uh, uh, just a moment ago, you mentioned uh, my good friend and relative, uh, Vegeta Tycoon. I just want to share a little personal story about him. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that he played the fiddle, but uh, when he would be at them hoedowns playing that fiddle, he was just playing up something fierce. You know, he was a fiddling so fast, all the rocks started floating off the ground. Everything in that hoedown just, you know, it was like energy. There's sparks, electricity everywhere, rocks floating up. It was something else. Uh, That sounds like a legendary plucker right there. Boy, I tell you, he's one of the best this this dang old town ever saw. Tell you what, I saw Vegeta Tycoon play an 18-hour session in the studio. He played fiddle, and uh, it was with Rusty Brooks and the good old boys. They played 18 hours straight. And I remember watching him. He ate a whole chicken sandwich while playing that fiddle. He didn't stop once. <laughs> I think he Boy, ate three of them, band, in fact. That whole band was made of the best players in town. I mean, they had uh, Vittles 1972. Jackson. 1972, oh, yeah. Vittles oh, Jackson yeah. on the bass. They had Walker Walker on the sticks. Boy. Well, on the accordion, you had Dean Whistles. Banjo, you had Glenn Shempley. Over on the, the other fiddle, you had uh, Roach Gunboot. The third fiddle, you had uh, Garrett O'Hara Reed. The fourth fiddle, you had uh, Hank the Boot Heralds um, playing the Dobro. You had Whiskey Pete Jackson. They had, the, uh, I think, at that point they had uh, the the they had the twin jug players at that point, right? Oh yeah, right. Where they had, um, I think it was Crunchy Turnup and Double Crunchy Turnup. The twins mm-hmm. were both playing the the XXX jugs. Over on the mandolin, you had uh, Tot Riedels. On the harmonica, you had Jelly Bean Joe. On the uh, one of the steel guitars, you had a uh, Doodle O'Dean, and uh, one of the acoustic guitars. You had Wesley Crusswood, and uh, well, on the fifth fiddle, you had Larry Bean. On the uh, the zither, you had a uh, Bible Johnson, and uh, smacking over on that washboard, of course, you had Len Muskrat. 
Now, Len Ruskmat, he used to play with Terry Boots crew, right? Oh, yeah. Along with Stevie Sweetmouth. Yeah. And Tim Peachbelly. Yeah. And, of course, he had the beautiful vocals, those, you know, those those sweet songbirds, uh, Doris O'Leo Hanna and uh, Tina Sasparilla. And, yeah. of course, backing vocals for them. And, you know, of course, you couldn't miss out on Kent Bucketass. And uh, they're all just uh, <laughs> wonderful together. Just a real fine bunch of people. Now, you know that uh, Taylor Swift girl that pretends to be from here? That's uh, Ken Buckadass's boy. Girl. <laughs> That's true. But she don't she don't play the music like us no more. Oh, you know, the old Nashville sound is a... Is a it's a changing. giant thing. It's a sad thing to I see. I gotta say, I like the newer stuff sometimes, you know? I mean... It's, it ain't that different than uh, the old stuff. It's still about real life, you know? It's about drinking and a cussing and a, and a fighting and the women. Oh, I don't know about you. Listen to that old stuff and the way Hank would sing or Waylon would sing about drinking and fighting and cussing and partying with girls. It really had some meaning back then, not like today. <laughs> you think about the old Hank song, uh, you know, Tube Top Barn Party. And that had a melancholiness to it that these, you know, Florida Georgia line boys don't really Yeah, old have Hank nowadays. really lost himself in that whiskey. Whereas them Florida Georgia line yeah. boys, they're just having a good time, but uh Yeah. I think when, uh, you know, there's something there. When you when when Waylon said I put the bottle, you know, to my mouth and pulled the trigger and had a lot of fun by drinking alcohol with pretty girls in jean shorts. That really was like, well, that's or, or his, his other just, song. His all song. these old, these old uh, guys, you know, they're all Int J types, you know. Yeah. They're kind of, you know, a little bit <laughs> introspective. You got these new young guys. They're a little bit more. You don't have no uh, one like little Jimmy Dickens. You don't have anyone like oh, little Jimmy Dickens these no days. No sir, no sir. Hot singing, singing, dog. singing songs like "Hot Diggity Dog" or uh, "Closing Wonderful. My Eyes and Shooting Cans" or uh, yeah. you know. You know, you had old people like yeah. Willie, Willie Nelson yeah. singing songs like, uh, yeah. I smoke that Reggie Booty shit. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, Ganja Man and uh, Maui Wowie. All those are great songs. Country, now, boy, I tell you, that song country. about shooting cans, the story about that one, they were down at the Sun Studio. They, had, they must have had 40, 50 guys in there, each shooting cans, each with their own microphone on that can. I mean, they mm-hmm. had uh, Beauregard Penny Whistle. He was on a six-shooter. Uh, they had uh, Tommy Pickles on the AR-15. They just really like every. Well, it was like every orchestra. song was about I, crossing the crossing the great span of a prairie or uh, you know the hills and playing your guitar way up on your chest and singing about how if you don't find a woman you love you're gonna kill yourself. Yeah, and, uh, and her first. If you don't, if I don't find her, I'm gonna kill her. Yeah, that's what old Hank said. I'll know the woman I love when she's dead by my hand. <laughs> I love that song. You had, you had, old uh, spitty turnbuckle. He had old darker songs like, I mean, you know, the man in black himself, Johnny Cash. He he just sang every song about love being in prison. Yeah, that's why he played all his shows exclusively yeah. in prisons. Yeah, she puts money on my books. This is the most romantic song of all time. Now, let me ask you guys this, because I'm feeling this in the in this car. I can't forget his, his famous yeah, well, cover of Closer. I think we gotta we gotta give the people at home a little bit of an idea. Every of this single car bump we go over, I'm feeling a hundred percent. This thing is rigid. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, this a, thing was 
back when maybe back when cars were cars when America was America. I mean, this, this old about, this old steer's been chugging along for about seventy five years. I think yeah, this is two model T's that are welded together. No, no, no. It's a long I welded mean, this in is, America. This, this is from the late. Well, this is what nineteen fifty one actually. I believe yeah, it's about fifty one. Uh, this car's about nine feet long. All American-made steel. It's seven about feet, eight wide. feet wide. Yeah, it's seven feet wide. We're taking up two lanes right now. It's a one-way street. I mean, there's like one lane going each now way. No, it's so roomy. I'll tell you what, it's roomy. We're all sitting in here. We're all wearing I'm our. I'm laying uh, down. We're all oh, wearing yeah. our uh, our cowboy suits with rhinestones and tassels. We got a studio in the back, actually. We're all wearing our suits with rhinestones and tassels hanging off them. Got I had, big the, cowboy I had to get on. the uh, the ceiling elevated for my big cowboy hat. Standing up, it's looking like the fucking Arby sign right now. It's hey, just well, you got blowing. you got like a twenty gallon hat there, partner. Let, let that twenty gallons there. I got about twenty gallons of water back here. I He's don't got know a what water to do cooler with. of a hat. <laughs> here, here, take my hat. Yeah, yeah. Let me just start seeing how. Let me test how many gallons this is. I'm gonna <laughs> call that hat a keg. I'll tell you what. I tell you, I can barely hold this damn hat in my in my hands. But thank God the, the heavy. back row seating. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you two fellers are sitting up front. I'm sitting in the back like the little kid I am. But holy smokes, I'm trying to really get this. All right, let's pour some water in this big ass hat. Ladies and gentlemen, he ain't just whistling Dixie. This thing is huge. You know what I'm thinking? Here's what I'm thinking. I think I might get in this hat and take a bath in it. That's how big this damn hat it is. It would be my pleasure to lend you my hat so you can wash behind your ears. <laughs> I can uh, see that's a perfect hat to climb into. Give yourself a scrub with maybe a turkey lake and, uh, you know, just not stay in the sun. Speaking of uh, of tiny fellers, that reminds me of a story I once heard. I want to kind of question you old timers on see how true it is. Sure. All right. Have you fellers ever heard of uh, of the tiny little guy that played the upright bass that was bigger than him? And uh, oh. what was his name? What was his name? Mugsy Bogues. Rattlesnake, Rattlesnake Syndic? No, that was, yeah, it was Hobo Hopkins. Hobo Hopkins, he, okay. Hobo Hopkins. All right, I heard a rumor about him, about a, a session he was in once with Dave Dudley. Mm-hmm. I always heard about the Dave Dudley studio session for the song I Wish I Had a Nickel, where he was sitting with uh, Raging Ricky Reiner on drums. The last single he ever recorded, I do remember. Yeah, and Raging Ricky Reiner, he was the guy that always foamed at the mouth when he played. Mm-hmm. And you had Timmy Goober on guitar, who was a big, soulful man, shaped like a roly-poly. Uh, mm-hmm. He kind of had to, like, mount the guitar on his belly, you know, using a series of straps because he had little grimace arms. And he couldn't reach around to play the guitar. And there was Hobo Hopkins was there. And he was a little guy, and he rode the rails. And he actually had a tiny little apartment in his stand-up base that he slept in. So when he would be done, he would just kind of crack it open and lay down. It had a hot plate in there and everything. Anyway... <laughs> That was who was playing for him. But I heard Dave was there with his buddy Gary Taysman. They called Hobo the Midget of the Missouri, which I know is not, uh, you know, PC it's frowned today. upon now. But uh, that's just the way it was then. There's a lot of things we can't say now. For instance, you can't say the word... Go on. And those are the words that I just wish that <laughs> we could say these days. And if anyone edits me out... Well, brother, you're just a no-good PC liberal I mean, I'm, weirdo. Uh, I'm, I'm covering my ears right now. These yanks. I, these yanks. Just, I, don't even, I don't even got my, my hands on the wheel. I'm covering my ears, too. I, you know, well, I, I'm I, trying to get with the times. Brother, if I'm like being I, honest, I don't think I've seen you put your hands on the steering wheel this whole time. 
just your phone on the travel. With she's, she's one of those old cars. She just want to go where she wants to go. He has his left <laughs> foot on the brake. He has his left foot on the brake pedal, and he hasn't even used it once. He's got a uh, a no, plate sir. full of, full of Nashville hot chicken in his lap. I just noticed, kind of reaching around there, been picking at it the whole time. I'm eating them like all it's a over corn his on the wide. Cob, just turning them on the bone. You keep getting the food all over your white rhinestone suit. I mean, it's a beautiful suit. <laughs> you really just gotta get a nap. Kid, kid, if you can move it. over in my hat, I'm gonna dip my hand in the all hat right, in your bath so I can get the wing sauce off. I got two gallons left to fill in this thing before I see it. It's looking like it's got plenty of room. It's a 25. Anyway, I heard Dave was there and his buddy Gary Taseman was there. And mm -hmm. Gary Taseman was with his new girlfriend, Little Bo Peep. And oh, his old she, she was a sweet old thing. She was a sweet old thing. Uh, his old girlfriend, Tommy Lee Bobby Joe Baker Prudence. She just mm -hmm. went missing two weeks prior, right? And the media was all over Damn him. shame. Such a sad story. They couldn't they even find were, her teeth. They couldn't find nothing. They couldn't find a trace of her. And <laughs> and and all the media was outside at Sun Thing. And they, the, uh, uh, you know, he was always getting grilled, you know. Oh, the media had the media, a parade with the old but Gary. But he that, always looked so calm in those interviews. He would come out him. smiling, signing autographs. He had that iconic metal toothpick. He was just picking his teeth the whole time where they go, and where'd you go? People goes, wouldn't know. People wouldn't uh, If they saw, he always had those sunglasses on, but if they saw underneath those sunglasses, those beautiful jaundiced eyes of his were always, they always, had, they always have a gleam in them. And, uh. You know, Gary's just a great guy, and uh, that feller is cool as a whistle. He can run for president. Ever, I'll tell you, he's ever my been, vote. Nothing's ever been proven against him, and uh, you can't the, prove nothing about him. And the, as Uncle Sam Thompson said, in the United States of the USA, you are innocent until proven guilty. Yes, sir. And, greatest country on God's and he was green found. He was ever. found for guilty of three accounts of murder of his family. But that's besides the fact. Anyway, uh, the owner of Sun Records at the time, uh, Colonel Sanders, mm -hmm. he wanted Gary to sit in uh, to kind of get him off the streets. He said, go hang out with Dave. I know you guys like to party. And uh, at this time, when it's coming in, uh, Dave is all gonked out on white boys and yellow boys. And he's yelling about the Nashville sound, right? And he's telling oh, everyone. Nashville sound. You know, he go on these big rants about the Nashville sound. He goes, where's the Nashville sound? And he where's makes, it gone? He makes all of them. He makes Hobo and Timmy and, and Ricky and, and Gary and Lil Bo Peep. He makes them get on their hands and knees, crawling around the studio looking for the Nashville sound, like it's a quarter or something. And it fell under a table. He's lifting stuff. He's flipping furniture. He's talking about the Nashville sound. And then, uh, God bless him, old raging Ricky Reiner. He pretended he found it. He said, I got the Nashville sound right here. And, and, you know, Dave comes stumbling over all frowning and mad, like, yeah, I bet you don't have it. And he has a handful of more white boys. And uh, he feeds them to Dave, and everybody else takes one, and everyone's getting pretty zonked at this time. Um, started freaking out. And I heard that Timmy Goober just started, his little fat hands just started you know, shredding on the guitar. Mm -hmm. Dave gets on the microphone and he starts yelling in that tin can about wanting nickels. I want a woman. I'm going to kill myself if I don't get a nickel. <laughs> and it's all, <laughs> he said, I want a nickel or I'll die right now. And you now, have to I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Dave, he, um, close friend of mine, Chuckles, he, uh, was the engineer on that record and that song, the particular track. And he told me that Dave drank about 
uh, somewhere in the range of sixty-seven beers in that session. And uh, I, I would believe it because because in the in the old black and white photographs from that, the, you can't even see the floor. Now, see, as a gentleman of means myself, I can't relate to needing a nickel, but there's such intensity and such fiercity in that song from all them beers he drank and all them white boys he done well, what? Well, once, he said, once good old Rainer sh- showed him that that mm-hmm. the Nashville sound, well, old Dave, he was happier than a dead pig in sunshine. He just went off and he insisted they record it seven, a bit seven hundred fourteen times. And he said each time, no, it could be better. And then well, when he listened to all all recordings afterwards, he heard the very first one they recorded and said that's the one. You know, and, last uh, year, the, uh, last year, uh, Numero Group just released that box set. It's all 714 takes on like 37 vinyl LPs. You really got to hear it if you're the, a, a uh, fan of Dave. The line that really struck it home for me is when he says, "I need one nickel every minute from an extremely hot girl, or I'm going to kill myself." <laughs> uh, so. They start shredding all that, and he starts singing, and, and it's take after take, and everybody's like flop sweating, soaking through their inevitably white suits, and just, you know, Gary's there, and he's not playing an instrument or nothing, so he starts getting antsy, and everybody starts jamming and yelling and getting really into it, and then Gary actually dumped a bottle of barbecue sauce on Little Bo Peep, is how this kind of started going off, I heard. Uh-oh. And then so she starts screaming, and her sheep start going crazy, biting him. And he starts biting her. And the whole time... The sheep were great on that record, though. The whole time, Timmy Timmy won't stop playing. He's locked in. And Dave has to separate Gary by blasting him with a fire hose that's, for some reason, always in the Sun studio. So Gary storms out, and he turns around in the doorway before he leaves, and he yells at, uh, he yells at Dave... I'm saving you for last, Dave. That's right, Bozo. I'm Christ, and you're my last supper. So you better walk around with a little wicker basket of free bread, buddy, because you're food to me. And after that, they uh, they repeatedly to these to this day they they don't know what what Gary meant by that, but uh, they don't. It's so cryptic, but you know that was the longest. You know, after that, there was the longest separation of Gary and Dave in their whole lives together. They didn't talk to each other for a whole two days after that. Well, it was very, it was a, that was a very rough time for Dave. He was, you know, he had recently broken up with his longest, um, you know, significant other, special lady. His girlfriend, uh, Cherry Cola, had been uh, with him for about three months. And that's the longest he had ever been with a woman in a relationship. And uh, Cherry Cola, she... I guess she hightailed out of there, and uh, he know, wrote that since he wrote and that. Song some people about say her. that Gary was the last person to see her, and he knows where her whereabouts was, but you know, can't say that he wrote that song about her. He wrote, he wrote, "Pretty little spicy baby, put those sweet lips of yours, baby, on my cheek, baby, you spicy marinated baby." He did that song, uh, "Nashville Hot Baby," uh, <laughs> "Honey Mustard Baby," "Country Fried Baby." Uh, yeah, spicy wing baby. Yeah, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Wild and Dave, sauce, Dave baby. is always saying, "Gary, Gary loves my girlfriend. He writes so many songs about her." And uh, <laughs> you know, everyone just thought it was the sweetest friendship, which it was. And uh, we're hoping to see Gary there today at the, uh, you know, the funeral. And the, uh, the, it's just so sad to lose such yeah. a legend. He was a monolith of a man. He died so young. 
at the at the age of you know honestly he outlived i thought he'd be dead from the second i heard about i think he's about i think he had to be like you know 112 yeah but he looked at least 200 low ball low ball yeah but you know he's been a huge inspiration on me and i gotta give that up to him uh huge inspiration in the music i've made no one else no one else wrote songs about uh driving a truck or being a you know pulling double and uh Wrote a pound of beers the whole time. A lot of you know, a lot of great songs about you know talking to judges in a way mm-hmm. that's plucky. Spending a you know he didn't have to get hotels because he could just stay in jails overnight. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that was oh. how he toured. Every tour he went on, he never spent a dime. Oh yeah, he just the, get, he just get a drunken disorderly, a DUI, you name it. Like I said, he never had a CDL, so he was always illegally driving. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He knew to only get locked up one night in each town. He uh he was the only writer or he was the only songwriter ever, other than uh, I think it was Pharrell to write a song about Preparation H. (laughs) Dave Dudley was uh the funny thing about Dave is he never knew what he was pulling either. He had a a whole bunch of drugs in his trucks once. He had no idea. He said, "Well, I wish I knew that before. Yeah, I could have used those, and you know, by that time." Gone, well, he he was hunting for the last couple ten years of his life. He was being hunted by MS13 because they had him running about ten million dollars worth of cocaine, and he drunk he drove had no that, idea. He drunk drove that right into the Grand Canyon, and it washed away. Yeah, in those early tours, it was just him driving that big rig by himself, and he realized I might as well carry some shit. When in they here. came after him, he said, "What are you going to do with all that flour?" And they, you know, they were livid. They were they they were fit to be tied. They were going to kill him. But the thing is, is he made you a deal. You know how those MS thirteen You know what he did get. is Dave Dudley, being the sweet talker he was, mm-hmm. is he told the leader of MS thirteen. He said, "If you don't kill me, I will write a song about you." And he did. You know he could he could sell ice to an Eskimo that that Dave Dudley. Well, he, he would drive up to Alaska sometimes, so I'm sure he might have done that. That, that Dave Dudley could sell cocaine to MS-13. <laughs> That's right. And he did. Funny thing about Dave Dudley is uh, a lot of people, he would come with someone out of his rig, you know, pulling his boot on, you know, some some big boot on, no socks. But really, he drove his truck barefoot, always barefoot. He says yeah, he got to breathe. I actually learned to drive from Dave Dudley. That's why I use no hands. He taught me the technique. I mean, I, I kind of based a lot of stuff off my first album off of, you know, his stuff. Like, um, you know, his song, um, Two Six Packs Away, my version of that is, um, you know, off my album is uh, I Ain't Strong Enough to Carry No Rockabilly Woman. That was kind of my inspiration for that one. Boy, I heard your your record the other day, and I got to say, you're keeping the spirit, the soul of those old guys alive on that one. Yeah, uh, I've done two records so far, and, uh, you know, I know I'm the young buck of the crowd, but, uh, you know, I, I, I would be uh, not a good salesman if I didn't pitch them a little bit. Uh, you're kind of like a slower Kings of Leon. Ex- yeah, exactly, mentally and sound-wise. Um, <laughs> my first album... <laughs> My first album uh, uh, I kind of released back about in 2017. Uh, it wasn't under the name Kid Simpson that I was going by now. It was just different. But that was called A Real New York Cowboy. The first track of it was Pay Salsa is Good. 
Then the I ain't strong enough to carry no rockabilly woman. Sleeping in my upright bass. Baby be my baby tonight. And then uh, rounded that EP out with uh, this kind of second hit from that song is I got a skeeter in my bedroll. <laughs> That's what. Now, that's when I heard that song. I was like, "Oh well, now he's got that old timey sound going," and uh, you know, you really caught my ear, son. And uh, I'm happy you came here because, you know, you may be a yank, but you're really trying your best. And uh, even if I think you're a fool, you know, I think it, it could be good for this now, whole scene right now. Now, kid, I know you were just saying you recorded that one under a different name. Uh, why do they call you Kid now? Well, I, I mean, I just go by kid now. Um, my real name's a little, you know, the album is still technically under the old name, but uh, I don't really like it. It doesn't no, really fit. It's kind of, it distracts, my real name kind of distracts from my music. So, you know, I was able to get it shortened. So it just, it just says B Simpson, B dot Simpson, but it's kind of distracting my real name. So I just go by kid now. It's like a moniker. Rappers do it all the time. Is how well, what's I, the know. B stand for? Well, I, you know, I'd rather not get into that, please. If uh, you don't mind, I think it's kind of bad. Come but, on, uh, we're all friends here. I my, gotta uh, ask. If you want your fans ask, uh, to really love you, you got to open up. They're part does, of your family now. Does the B stand for OJ? Because if it does, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, if it stands for BTK Killer, that's no good for you, brother. It, it does. My uh, second, my current album that just released on uh, Sun Records uh, with the help of Colonel Sanders is uh, Why Hello There, Mr. Cricket. I got, you know, Snake Oil Mama, Cookie Ring That Old Dinner Bell, Soup's On. I got I Can Eat. I got the song Don't Have a Cow Man, uh, That Lazy Lonely Son, uh, I Carumba. This is a song off of it. Hmm. Uh, in the Civil War, Northerners were the real racists. Um, a Memphis, <laughs> a Memphis pervert in white linen. Um, eat my shorts. Um, you know, those are the kind of songs I have on that one. That's one's under my real name, Kid Simpson. Now, I read an interview. You were in uh, Spin Magazine recently, and you told them um, because you're one of those artists that is. Uh, you know enough country where you know some country people like you, but you're also not so country where regular people will listen to you and not think it's a uh, shit. And right. uh, you said that the best stuff Garth Brooks did was under Chris Gaines. Yeah. Now, what did you mean by that? Well, I just liked his. You new liked name. that vampire look and all that. I think it looked cool. I liked his soul patch. I thought it was nice. I liked the way that he obviously had a new hair color put into his soul patch um i I just locked it um the whole thing where he kind of looked like just a fat robert smith that was cool to me you you know mostly i just i I support i support anyone that changes their name because i really think that garth brooks peaked when he started making facebook videos (laughs) he had to get with the times I know That's speaking, right. of his, speaking of his time, I gotta ask you, fellas. All right, Shania Twain or Faith Hill? <laughs> let me let me just empty all the water out of this twenty gallon. Oh, my socks are wet. <laughs> you gotta and rain that thing out. <laughs> let me just let me just fan my hot Jeez, head off and crackers, with this giant. You're getting water everywhere. Why don't you I just know. sit there a spell? All right, just I, sit there I gotta, a spell. I gotta, gotta fan myself off with this big industrial sized hat. What? Well, well, let's hear it. Shania Twain. Oh, it's mm. got to be Shania. I mean, 
She's my a favorite. Real you know southern, that face? A real that face, southern that. girl from the south of Canada. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, Shania Twain, she's cute as a button, but Faith Hill, she's, I'm a, I'm a you know, gentleman prefer blondes. <laughs> and, uh, she's hot. I, my favorite part of, uh, of Faith Hill is, uh, or, or Shania Twain is, is the, it, you don't impress me Can't much. Decide. Music video where she talks about, uh, Brad Pitt being not impressive and a rocket scientist not being impressive and, and then, then a car she, and then just just that the guy has a car and even that's not no, none of those things are impressive to her one of the least impressive things you can do is simply own a car and she feels the need to go and you know if she was talking about this car right here this is basically a big steel framed UFO that drives around I'm, I think it's impressive I think I she mean, should speak, be more open. I think so that just, would be impressed by this car, guaranteed. Guaranteed. That, just, that reminded me. I mean, forget about the ladies for a moment. This reminded me of the time. Uh, you guys probably know the stories that Dave told me. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Too many beers. Where are beers? Hand, hand me another one, by the way. All right, um, here you go, bud. Oh, thank you, brother. Now, this is the largest cooler I've ever seen. Is it, This is just a, another well, 20 gallon half full of a, ice. It's like a sidecar on the side of the truck. Well, if you look over there on the side, there's a, there, there. we actually got a truck in the back too. <laughs> yeah. I grafted a truck on the back. There's a bar in the back, and uh, you guys probably uh, recall Dave Dudley's stories about uh, UFOs and uh, aliens and uh, how he was, you know, a bright light would shine upon his rig when he was parked, and uh, you know, beamed him up, and etc. You know, I always said, well, you know, Dave, you drink way too much, Dave. You were drunk, Dave. That was a cop's lights, not a UFO lights. And, uh, <laughs> you know. He would always wake up in the drunk take saying, The aliens got me again. I've been abducted. And now, now that's abducted. true. That's true. But I wonder, like, was one of those times, what did he really see? Because that one time he mentioned Little Grace, and Little Grace. <laughs> was, you know, he wrote a song about that was them, a, but. That was but a it, pill. Little Grays were pill. He, I know he, that's huh. a type of pill, but also we know them Dave, cops yes, around here. I they know might Dave loved pills, but also them cops I mean, might you never be hiring know. aliens onto the police force to save money. I'm sure that's it. I just always wonder Dave's Dave's connection with the uh, you know maybe visitors, foreigners from another land. Uh, what kind of stuff did he know? Such a mysterious man. You know, he it's is very, very sweet and open most of the time. Outer but space like, uh, foreigners would pick him since he wasn't very fond of foreigners, but uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Well, he would tell me, he would say, you know, Mud, if I could, I'd drive my rig straight through space. And he would. I believe he would. I believe he would as well if he had the capability to go into space. Because where, you know, I, would, I would say, I would say, Dave, where are you going to truck in space to? Like, where are you going to take that load? And he says, wherever it takes me. And he it took him over the cliff, and that's where he is today. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, well, you know, it's going to be he, nice. He, he the, drove in the, the Grand Canyon several times and lived. He drove off several cliffs oh, and lived, like a that's comical amount. Like I remember the the first time that Evil Knievel was going over it, and they had to cancel it because they're getting ready to film and all this stuff, and all of a sudden, whizzing right by Evil, you see this big eighteen wheeler just go careening off. Grand Canyon clumsily and falling off of it and just Dave had just fallen asleep at the wheel. Well, Dave, he told me that 
and I don't know if I believe this either, but he said at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, not in the tourist areas, it's off limits, you can't get to it. But he said at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, there's a little like shack or hut or shanty, whatever. He said in it is a, a wizard or a shaman of some sorts. And he said that that's where he got his powers, as we mentioned earlier. And I said, you know, once again, Dave, you're drunk, but what powers is he referring to? Like, you know, the alcohol tolerance. I think that just comes from drinking uh, from the age of, you know, six. Well, I mean, I he heard was that a great Dave Dudley, He's a great he had a, a plus one flask that allowed him to get more drunk off the same amount of liquor. Well, I remember one night when, and, uh, you know, filibuster can uh, vouch for me on this. We were drinking with Dave, and uh, I kid you not, he conjured a fireball. I think my uh, my good friend and relative Vegeta Tycoon taught him that one. To be honest, well, he he knew Vegeta very well, so I don't know. You know I, I miss fellas. Dave. I know uh, that uh, we're having a great conversation here, but this podcast is about music and not just about talking about music. But we got to play us a little music and listen to something fresh and something new on the radio. What you putting in there, buddy? Well, you know, I figure if I turn on this here radio, uh, you know, in Nashville, every station is country, and there's only one artist, you know, really blowing up the airwaves right now. I know, Kid Simpson, I know you're on your way up, but the top artist in this in country right now obviously got to be Brian Brantley. Right. Well, you know. And, uh, uh, Brian Brantley, the ladies love him. I'll tell you what. I don't know if you boys have heard that new single of his yet. Oh, ugh. Uh, if we got, I guess I don't know. I'm not jealous or nothing. All right, kid, just, just just relax. You know, you just you sit know. there. And you might I'm find just, something you like in there. Maybe there's something you can, uh, I'm you just, know, w- draw some I'm inspiration. Just, you know, I'm just waiting till the name change goes through legally before I, you know, I release a lot of my my album. Your name is Kid, right? It's uh, I mean, you want to tell us your real name? You want to go by kid, right? All right, all right. So, we can just bleep. You bleeped out all the racial slurs you said. You invented new ones earlier. I, well, don't, bleep I automatically, yeah, don't bleep it out. Don't bleep it out. All right, so bleep this. this out, please, too. Filibuster, have your guys. All right. Listen, my real name is my real name is Bart Simpson. And what, what's the significance of that? I like think that's the, a nice name. He's the little test that's on television that's always skateboarding and, and, and terrorize he's a little terrorist like a little 10 year old terrorist I don't think on, I, I don't is, I, is I can't even wear my bus, orange bus, I can't you, wear my any orange idea what he's talking this is supposed to be I some no young, cl- if this younger, ain't on younger co- um, country stuff. music television then I ain't heard of it I hate oh, the name I only so watch much CMT. I can never wear an orange t-shirt with blue shorts I when just I can't tickle my funny bone i turn on the cbs but that's about it oh is, is that this point coming on the radio right now is that that uh, boy yeah, oh, yeah let's let's turn it up uh, this, this, right that here, this right here is that new bride and brantley oh let's hear it come on fellas spring break summer build up the engines and grab a tall frosty one let's go get it girl you're like a beer i want to drink you right up your top off while I'm driving my truck. Crank 30 bud lights for I got behind the wheel. But girl, I'm only swerving cause the way you make me feel. Girl, you're like a beer, I wanna drink you right up. Pop your top off while I'm driving my truck. Crank 30 bud lights for I got behind the wheel. But girl, I'm only swerving cause the way you make me feel. Girl, you're like a beer, I wanna drink you right up. 
pop your top off while I'm driving my truck. Crank 30 bus lights before I got behind the wheel. But girl, I'm only swerving because the way you make me feel. I drank 30 bus lights, but I'm still good to drive. This is the greatest spring break, but I'm pushing 35. I'm gonna lay you in the back seat next to a Wendy's bag party. And this much is never gonna make me sad. Girl, like a beer, I wanna drink you right up. Your top off while I'm driving my truck. Drank 30 Bud Lights before I got behind the wheel. But girl, I'm only swerving because the way you make me feel. Girl, you like a beer, I wanna drink you right up. Pop your top off while I'm driving my truck. Drank 30 Bud Lights before I got behind the wheel. But girl, I'm only swerving because the way you make me Driving wasted in a country ass truck Riding with a teenage girl from Hooters That's what's up, what's up? But gelada <laughs> in the tall can got me blitzed Kush loud like Fran Drescher's outfit Suburban LA man we out here in the country Got a pound of fentanyl about to get this money Gucci blunt wraps made out of gold leaf I just smoked the GDP of Mississippi Our playlist has some Miggler, Chance and Zach Brown Everyone's so simple in my dipshit town Y'all might think we're bigots or a little racist But we got POC friends getting white boy wasted Girl you're like a beer I wanna drink you right up that Pop your top off while I'm driving my truck Drank 30 Bud Lights before I got behind the wheel But girl I'm only swerving cause the way you make me feel Girl you're like a beer I wanna drink you right up Pop your top off while I'm driving my truck Drank 30 Bud Lights before I got behind the wheel But girl I'm only swerving cause the way you make me feel Girl you're like a beer I wanna drink you right up Pop your top while I'm driving my truck Drank 30 Bud Lights before I got behind the wheel But girl, I'm only swerving cause the way you make me feel Girl, you're like a beer, I wanna drink you right up Pop your top off while I'm driving my truck Drank 30 Bud Lights before I got behind the wheel That was Spring Break Summer by Bryden Brantley featuring NBA Stupid Ass Woo! No, I don't oh. like that. Uh, it's kind of catchy, I admit. It's, it's. I like uh, I like that Brian Brantley. I don't like that other that other fellow man. I just don't oh, like I that. Know, uh, he's all got that a gangster shit, all that, that hip hop stuff. Attitude, yeah, I, I feel you. But I think that I really think that Bryden is talking about the same stuff that Dave was. You know, but I'll I mean, tell you something like you know, right right there, that's money. That's that money, money. That's money. He's talking I'm not, that's, about I'm not drunk necessarily he's sure it's country, but it's money. There's so. guitars in there. They okay. You think about the greatest players who are a plucking away at that bass. That MIDI right there that was just quantized. <laughs> that used samples of some of the greatest Grand Ole Opry players, and then just put them on the click track and played four notes and looped that. It's the same players. It's literally the same players making the samples that they used. I, I get it. it is a catchy song, but you know, how do you compare country music like that, talking about girls and driving, to you know the old classic of like let's say like a like a Tipper Whitley, and Tipper Whitley talking about you know I take the pretty girls to make out point. They're ugly sisters I take to make out creek. I try to lean in and give them a kiss, and they replace it with the frog. I mean that song's relatable 
to any boy who grew up in the South. That song's so deep. And later on, when he gets his first hand job in that song, it's almost like you're getting your first hand job. You can feel it. It's emotional. You know, and then he goes and he drinks 12 beers. And it's, it's, he can't even relate to Brian Brantley nowadays. Now, his early stuff, I do like Brian's early stuff. When he, I know, the, know the early stuff, I see what you're saying. It does have a little more of that old classic pe- country soul in it. People Back when like he was just him. uploading to YouTube. Because he's a real hot bodied guy. You know, he wears those tight jeans with that white t shirt and that simple cross and the cowboy hat, right? And he tucks in the white t shirt into his jeans with no belt, and everybody goes crazy for that look. But, you know, it it just it just ain't he's got, got a that Nashville butt. sound. He's got, oh, a he's cowboy got that butt. cowboy butt. I must say, cowboy as an butt, oil man. I appreciate his capitalist instincts where at his shows he's selling those white t-shirts for $80, $90 each. And they're, they're snapping them up. I mean, it's just the old adage. It's, it's what funny because you go to one here, of his cowboy shows. Cowboy butts drive all, me nuts. All the guys are buying shirts and all the girls are losing theirs. Ho, ho. And if I'm that saying, ain't what country he music's may, about, then what is it He may it not have the, the, the Nashville sound, no, I d- but I he disagree. has the Nashville money. That's not what country music That's is what about. Matters. Country about music, country music is about a man who just got fired from the dirt factory chasing a dollar bill on a fishing pole down Main Street in front of all the businessmen. That's what country music is about. Now, country, country music country was music about is about crossing a, guy. A, mount, a mountain ridge and looking for the woman you love and if you don't find her you're going to hang yourself. Country music is about you know, stepping outside your house when you're hungover and immediately stepping into two big paint cans that you can't take them off because you're late for work and you got to run to work with two paint cans around your feet. And later on, your wife has to shoot your dog. That's country music. Country music is about being hanged for sleeping with another man's woman. Country music is about having to sell one of your boots so you can afford to euthanize your sick old dog that's been your best companion. Country music is about tying a fishing line to your big toe and going down to the fishing hole and catching a big boot with no bait. Country music is about saying words that you can't say no more. Country music is about going to a barn party that has a keg in it and then all the girls show their... Okay, that's that's the Brian Brantley song. Never mind. The bad example. <laughs> See? I, I told you. I told you. He's still... Uh, he's still man. right there with the greats. Listen, I, maybe I, I'm beginning to see what you say, but when Brian Brantley writes a song about a man having to tell his best friend's mom that he died in the war in Iraq, and then after telling his best friend's mom that he died they go to a barn party together and she's still kind of young and she shows him her tits then i'll think brian brantley is the all right he apparently uh he's made that song too already all right <laughs> never never mind i, I don't know what all point right, I'm, well, trying, may, I'm just jealous maybe you know kid simpson i'm gonna meet you in the middle i'm gonna play one of his old songs lunch man it's one of those more relatable tunes oh, that lunch you're kind of talking about oh it's a beautiful it, track lunch man's a beautiful track that was a that was how it, you know it's first come up that is so many youtube hits let's yeah let's go all the way back to 2016 it seems like a million years ago this one uh, had about 700 million youtube views this really put him on the map <laughs> mcdonald's for breakfast Hardy's for lunch 
Wendy's for dinner I don't ask for much I work real hard For my paycheck each day Just for that old tax man To take it away The politicians think I'm just some dumb hick So they take my tax money Give it to Colin Kaepernick McDonald's for breakfast Hardee's for lunch Wendy's for dinner I don't ask for much I work every day Drinking beer nine to five just to feed my fat kids <laughs> And to feed my fat wife And I work all day At the racism factory I'm not some politician Who can afford to eat Applebee's McDonald's for breakfast Hardee's for lunch Wendy's for dinner I don't ask for much Just because I wear overalls And I'm covered in ticks And I hoot in a jug Do you think I'm a hick? Just because I play banjo And I've never owned shoes and I've seen ten spaceships Just think I got nothing to lose McDonald's for breakfast Hardee's for lunch Wendy's for dinner I don't ask for much oh. Gotta admit, that one oh. really captured now that, that, one re- that one really has the oh, national sound it- brings a tear to your eye and uh you know wonderful wonderful hit i know Brian's real heartfelt that kid had uh songs in his soul and i think now he's just having a good old time so yeah. i say good for him well we'll we'll let him follow the typical male country artist path of partying until they're about 35 and then their liver goes and they get real bitter and mean and nasty and no one locks them till they're 55. Well, the interesting thing about country is uh, whenever someone kind of uh, you know snuffs out someone else comes along or you get some artist that was in a, uh, some other genre of music and their their uh, career there has fizzled out a little burned out a little bit so like oh I'll do some country. You know you had Aaron Stained from the band Stained. You have uh, <laughs> Have uh, Dimitri or whatever his face is from uh, Hootie, Hootie from the Blowfish. Yeah, you had Hootie from Hootie. Yeah, uh, Dimitri. Lu- uh, anyway, guys like that. So you always have someone that comes along. I'm I'm sure that uh, pretty soon uh, Dave Matthews will be a country star. Right. So. Well, if Dave Matthews or we'll get you know Flea or somebody or Jack Freddie Johnson Gibbs. will go yeah. like kind of maybe shift from uh you know. Yeah. Island, island, island core to uh, you know country. 
Maybe if he starts taking some of them gray boys and some of them white boys, I mean, he doesn't have enough energy for country. Well, you know, it depends what kind you're doing. He could do the melancholic thing, kind of each in there, because not everybody can do, you know, you know, body shot beach party like Brian Brantley's doing. Great album, but, you know, not necessarily well, you pure know, country uh, to me. Mike Posner went to, like, you know, rocking out. I don't think he's going to be, uh, you know, country soon. And, uh, well, you got uh, Lil Wayne. Yeah. The list goes on, so. Uh, you guys see that big... Oh, my God. There's a whole lot of pickup trucks in that parking lot. Oh, it looks like we might be pulling up to the old funeral. I can't wait to flip that casket wide open and punch Dave Dudley right in his dead, stupid face. I'm only doing it because it's what he would have wanted. And he well, told me so last week when he said, if I die next week, open up that casket and punch the shit out of me. Well, Dave Dudley, once he found out my name, pretty relentlessly bullied me, and he was often seen choking me, where I elevated in the air and all my limbs flayed out in diagonals, in which he held it until his new girlfriend, Marge, broke it up. <laughs> I, I have now, very we're pulling, we're pulling in now, feelings. so we're, we're going to... Gentlemen, we, we keep your microphones on your uh, on your collars of your suits, if you will. I, I, I we'll keep recording up. as we uh, go into the funeral now. Um, we're going to be reverend, but you know what? Dave Dudley was not a reverend man. He was respectable, and he was a big old teddy bear right. sweetheart. I can see that. fun. They're rolling in a keg I, in the back right going, now. There's not you that many the uh, parking spots left, but I'm going to leave my, my hat in a parking spot because we'll I think get, it's let too the valet, big. Let the valet figure out this uh, Yeah, my, hat, my hat's too big to fit in the in the venue, so I'm taking it off and parking. Well, they have hat valets, right. too, so just give Here's, your hat to the okay, hat valet. yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll find a parking spot for our hats. Now, <laughs> we're going to walk into the funeral here, and... Uh, Here's oh some road God. beers, there's fellas. A lot, I'm seeing a lot of... Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, there's a lot of familiar faces here, and... Uh, I feel like the, the actual atmosphere in this place is actually pretty vibrant and yep. lively, just like Dave lived, and... I said, oh, there it is right there. There's the casket, oh, fellas. Yeah, there's old let's Stu go, Whitlock. Hey, the old, you know. Oh. Well, the wake, I believe right now, okay, the wake is going on at the moment. Let's go pay our respects and All say right. a prayer to Dave Dudley, um, as people do to bodies. And, as, uh, as as they are wanting to do a few. The casket is closed, but he wouldn't mind if we pop it open. So let's All head right, on over. Let's uh, just hold and kind of check it, everyone. I got hey, kid. I got right a crowbar. Here. I got a crowbar here if we need to wedge it in. All right, look, give kid. me that. All right, put it in there. Yeah, get it in there. You're kid, young. You, kid. You, Kid, why don't you pop, that, do why, why don't you like pop that bad boy open? Let's let's get a look at Dave here. I, f I find it weird before I pop it open. I bet he no, looks terrible. <laughs> there's no picture. There's no picture of Dave hung up. It's just a picture of Gary Tasteman. What? All right, let me just. Oh what? my God! What? 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 On God's Where's the body? Green earth? Where's the body? Whoa. Gary, what? why is your picture here? Where's the body? Fellas, we got us a humdinger of a head scratcher here. Gary, uh, where's Gary? All my days, I've never seen. Oh my God! You know, look in the casket. I see some barbecue sauce. There's a little droplet. Oh my God! It's true. No, Gary, you, you finally think. did to Dave what you promised you would do a hundred years ago at Sun Records. <laughs> Gary, did you eat Dave? Gary, did you? Eat As Dave? my friend, look oh, me in the eye. Heavens. Did you eat our friend Dave? 
Well, partner, that's hilarious. <laughs> Dave would love this. That's pretty. <laughs> I was pretty mad. Now that right there, that is the Nashville sound. Yeah, over here, Come you here. old son of a bitch. I have a beer. Oh, man. Right. Tell, them, tell them fiddle players to start a fiddling. Let's get a nice old hoedown going. Yeah, let's get a party going in here. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. We're going to have a good old time here. Dave, we miss you. We love you. Rest in peace. Hey, yeah, and re- uh, keep re- on trucking like into heaven. Gar- Rest in Gary, more well, like I it. wish I wish all the all the listeners were here with us today, but uh, we're going to go have a party, so until now, Dave, next time. Dave's up there floating around. He probably grabbed his wings, and I bet he's crap, cracking open a cold beer as well. I bet right now an 18-wheeler is drunk driving through the gates of heaven. No, through space, all in. the way through space, past the aliens, <laughs> into heaven. All right, we're going to get out of here now, so you catch you on the flip side, and we'll Good see night, you Good everybody. Thanks Gary, for listening to Gary, the Nashville Sound. Gary, stop rubbing your belly. I want to drink you right up. Pop your top off while I'm driving my truck. Drank 30 Bud Lights before I got behind the wheel. But girl, I'm only swerving because the